everyone, and welcome to another episode of Access Ability. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games and more people to see themselves in the games they play? A couple of weeks ago, in late August, developer Dotnod and publisher Microsoft released the first episode of Tell Me Why, an episodic adventure game set in modern-day Alaska. Tell Me Why follows the template of Dotnod's previous work. It is a choice-based game. It is all about playing as characters, deciding what they're going to do, watching events play out, maybe walking around to, uh, an environment and seeing what you can find, but it's basically explore a story over several episodes of a big old narrative. Much like Dotnod's previous games, Tell Me Why is about two people with a close relationship and also a little bit of magic powers. In the original Life is Strange, it was two friends who were kind of connected by time travel powers. In Life is Strange 2, it's about two brothers, one of whom has some slightly out of control telekinetic abilities. And in Tell Me Why, it's two twins who have a little bit of twin telepathy and also have the ability to manifest their memories as physical visions in the world. However, Today, we are largely going to be focusing on one of this pair of twins, Tyler. And I'm not going to be discussing them alone. For the first time on Accessibility, I brought on a special guest. Hi there, my name is Jesse Nowak. I'm an actor and a writer, and uh, I'm also a trans dude, so this game has a, a bit of a significance to me. <laughs> Let's talk about Tell Me Why. That's the name of the game. I'm not asking, I'm not asking you a question, I'm telling you the... Also, let's try to get through this without making any boy band references. I will, I, ugh, it's gonna be tough, but I will stay strong for you. For you. Tyler is a 20-year-old trans man and a primary playable character in Tell Me Why. Players get to control how he reacts to situations, the choices he makes, and how much of his life he shares with those around him. With playable trans men characters such a rarity in video games, more rare even than playable trans women characters, we wanted to take some time today to examine how Don't Nod handled their depiction of Tyler. We're going to look at what the game gets right about respectful trans representation, where it might stumble a little, and the areas where it skirts the board of getting tropey. When it comes to discussing Dotnod's handling of Tyler in Tell Me Why, the story actually starts a month before the release of the series' first episode. In a confident move, developer Dotnod posted a Q&A about Tell Me Why a month before the game released, answering a bunch of spoiler-based questions about representation in the series. Considering Dotnod games are all about their narratives, publishing a Q&A ahead of release that talked openly about plot details right through to possible endings for the final episode was unquestionably a confident move. The Q&A sought to address a lot of common questions trans players have about games ahead of release, mainly about representation tropes and pitfalls that are common in media. The Q&A confirmed to players up front that trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming staff at Don't Nod were involved in the creation of Tyler as a character. Two members of staff from GLAAD consulted on the project, Nick Adams, Director of Transgender Representation, and Blair Durkee, Special Consultant for Gaming. And August Black, the trans man who plays Tyler, was able to alter dialogue during the recording process. These are all really promising signs on paper. Allowing existing trans members of staff input on your trans character. Seeking reputable outside consultation from a trans man who specializes in trans representation in media. Casting a trans man to play your trans man and allowing that actor input on the narrative are all hallmarks that you as a company are trying to pour
portray a humanised trans character. It is important, however, to be specific. It does not seem like Dontnod has any trans members of staff directly on their writing team. The trans staff mentioned appear to all be from other departments within the company. Give me money! I would have loved to help you! A writer who writes for a living and is a trans man and is around Tyler's age, I feel like I would have been invaluable to this project. People hire me to work on stuff like this all the time. There are plenty of trans writers you could have worked with. You just needed to do a tiny bit of research. Do you want my resume? Do you want me to tattoo Don't Nod's logo on my chest? Slide into my DMs! If you compare this to the recently released Deadly Premonition 2, which completely mishandled its trans character representation, it's clear to see the impact these choices have. Deadly Premonition 2 didn't cast a trans person to play its trans character, nor did they seek out outside consultants to work on the project. And the result was a game rife with terrible representation and overused offensive tropes. If you want the full breakdown, we did a video about this. You can watch my half hour video all about Deadly Premonition 2 and why it's terrible. However, beyond simply outlining consultancy steps taken, the Q&A also revealed some information about the plot of Tell Me Why that was really reassuring to know up front. I'm not ashamed to say I read the Q&A in full before playing, and I'm really glad I did. A few moments in the game I likely would have been more critical of if not forewarned. The Q&A confirmed up front to players that Tyler's dead name, a term used to refer to a trans person's pre-transition name, would never be used at any point in the series. It also confirmed that while Tyler would face some incidents of transphobia during the series' first episode, during episodes 2 and 3 the character would not face any further incidents of transphobia. While two incidents of misgendering occur during the first episode, the Q&A clearly explained the context and response to each. Okay, there's actually a third that the Q&A misses, but I'll get to that one a little bit later. Additionally, in all of the game's endings, Tyler gets to have an optimistic future, though what shape that will take depends on your in-game choices, which, thank god, now I don't have to play the whole series bracing myself for a depressing ending for the game's only trans character. With Life is Strange having two endings that are both sad tropes, I was understandably nervous. The Q&A also confirmed that, while Tyler faces two incidences of gun-based violence during the first episode, neither of them is motivated by transphobia. One of them is because Tyler is briefly perceived as a home invader, while the other is a little more complicated. The core narrative conceit at the start of Tell Me Why is that Tyler's mother tried to kill him because he had just cut his hair short for the first time and she was transphobic. The opening moments of the game see a young Tyler recounting how his mother pulled a gun on him, and he was forced to stab her to death in self-defense. The core motivation of the game's opening is based on this idea that Tyler's mother was a murderous transphobe, and it's quite an unsettlingly dark place for the narrative to start. I had a bit of concern that this was the very first thing we saw, because going in my one hope was that they didn't make trans men look like violent psychopaths, and then that happened and I was like, oh no! I will say that something happens that by the end of the first chapter made me feel a whole lot better about that, and I'm, wow, I'm so glad. This is probably the main thing covered by the pre-release Q&A that I was really appreciative to see addressed. The Q&A confirms upfront to players that this plot thread is a red herring, and by the end of the first episode it is confirmed that Tyler's mother was taking steps to better understand and support her son. This is the game's actual mystery. If she didn't point a gun at him because he was trans, what was her motivation? What was happening in that moment? So getting into the game itself, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that transphobic parental murder setup. While it does ultimately 
proved to be a red herring. For any players who jump into the game without that spoiler context from the Q&A, the opening sections of Tell Me Why can be a little steeped in trans trauma. It may ultimately be a bait and switch, but until then players have to sit with what feels like very tropey material. One of our playable protagonists is driven by the understanding that a parent tried to kill them for being trans. That's a deeply traumatic understanding of the world to live with. I get that it's not what actually happened, but it doesn't make it any less emotionally tough to play through as it originally happens. Honestly though, that's my biggest issue with the game by far. Everything else, I think the game handles pretty damn well. When we actually meet Tyler himself in episode 1, he's a really lovely and well-written character. He's a really active part of his community, he's a mentor for young teens who've been through the juvie system, he's a character written with little human contradictions like the fact he's seriously anti-hunting but loves to go fishing, he's self-assured and confident in his identity, he's not afraid to be direct about his wants and needs, he's funny and he's resolved he wants to do things by himself if he can manage. It's really easy for trans men to fall into toxic masculine behavior because if we're trying to fit in with cis dudes, we tend to emulate the quote unquote most masculine things possible, you know? Don't wear pink, treat women like garbage, feelings are bad. It is much easier to be the bully than be bullied. I definitely used to be a bit of a jerk because I was just trying to be accepted as a dude. It's very, very cool that for as young as Tyler is, he's learned to tackle that part of him head on. He goes to therapy regularly, he's got a book on his table about engaging with maleness without falling into the tropes of toxic masculinity, and that shows that he wants to craft his own journey and figure out what kind of man he wants to be. It's incredibly mature and believable because he's been put in this environment where he needs to keep an eye on his mental health and his behavior. I totally love that they made him so politically aware. One of the first conversations he has with his sister after not seeing her for so long is about trophy hunting, and he clearly doesn't like cops and I'm very stoked about that. As a trans person, you're kind of forced into being knowledgeable about politics because your very existence is political apparently, so it makes sense that this stuff would be important to him. This is great! He's interesting, he has a fleshed out personality. We've got slim pickings, but Tyler is easily one of the better examples of a trans male character, not just in video games, but I feel in most media. He's not defined by his trans status, but it's a realistic part of his journey. It's a part of who he is without being just who he is. As addressed earlier in the video, at no point in Tell Me Why is Tyler deadnamed by any characters, even when discussing events that took place in the past or when viewing memories that took place prior to his transition. In some places, the game refers to Tyler as Ollie, the first name he picked out for himself while very early on still figuring out aspects of his identity, but the game never uses his birth name and only masculine coded names that Tyler had chosen for himself. And you know what? I love that we get to hear other earlier names that Tyler picked out for himself before the one he settles on. That's one of those touches that really feels like it came from actual experience of being a trans person. So many of us, myself included, don't jump straight to the name we're ultimately going to use for ourselves. Transition is a process, and this is such a good way of subtly showing that to players. In all other cases, the game simply avoids using Tyler's name unnecessarily in flashbacks, naming him Young Tyler in the subtitles. Young Tyler is so, so important. I I love it. Seeing them say that, 
I don't know, it, it just made me feel so safe in this game. I didn't even realize how important it was until I saw it written down. A lot of cis folk don't know that the default should be to use current pronouns for people, even when speaking about them in past tense. And I didn't even think that that was something I needed to be nervous about until this game took me by the hand and was like, we got you, this is Tyler, he's just younger here. I, I didn't know if they would stumble after this, but once I got past the initial shock of Tyler murdered his mom, I realized that they had called him Tyler, even though he was younger. And that made me feel a little better, like they might know what they're doing. We just have to play more of the game and find out. This is absolutely how games should be handling naming for trans characters. Again, compare this to Deadly Premonition 2, which interchangeably used Lena's current and dead name throughout the entire experience, or even The Last of Us 2, which unnecessarily dead named its trans man character Lev in a single scene. And you'll see how easy it is to avoid doing that. There are other ways of conveying transphobia which don't involve digging into that particular well. Including a trans character's dead name in your story is one of those things that cisgender writers constantly feel they need to do and is so often not needed. In terms of episode 1's incidents of misgendering, one of them's a little more direct than the others. In one incident, Tyler is faced with a transphobic resident of his hometown who had not long prior had a gun pointed at him, believing him to be trespassing on the property. The transphobic old man describes Tyler as being a woman that looks like a man, to which Tyler is given the option to stand up for himself and assert that he's just as valid a man as the transphobe in front of him. This response is met with respect and will cause the transphobe to treat you better for the rest of your conversation. In fact, in episode 2 he awkwardly tries to give you a knife because that's that's a manly gift to give someone, right? You're a, you're a man. Have a, have a knife. You're a man. <laughs> Another example of misgendering takes place in a flashback. Tyler's mother refers to him as being female and Tyler corrects her. This incident takes place prior to his mother being aware he is trans, which is important context. The final example, not detailed in the pre-release Q&A, occurs in a flashback, when Tyler first asks his sister Allison to cut his hair short for the first time. Allison refers to Tyler as her sister, to which he responds he feels like he would rather be her brother. This is implied to be Allison's first time learning of Tyler's identity, and she instantly accepts him for who he is. The instances of flashback misgendering from Tyler's mother and Allison both contextually make sense. They're for both characters the moment that Tyler really made it clear who he was. Both moments exist to show how the people in his life responded to his coming out, and are pretty simple scenes. The older male transphobe who deadnames him is a bit more shock value focused, mainly because it's a scary prospect to defend your identity to a drunk man who isn't afraid to wave a loaded gun around. Thankfully he responds well to being forcefully corrected on his language. I can understand why some trans players might be nervous to stand up to that character as, God, I know I wouldn't trust myself to be safe around an armed transphobe. It's clearly an intense scene to experience. This scene honestly made me a bit nervous as well. Even though it's a video game, even though this guy couldn't hurt me in real life, I've had to deal with exactly this, defending my manhood to someone who could potentially become dangerous. It made me nervous. It was a bunch of pixels on a screen, and I still got nervous. But I didn't back down. As a player, I chose the option that I wanted to. I stood up for myself, and I was rewarded for it. I loved seeing this. It's a tough thing to go back to your hometown after transition and having to deal with everyone who knew you before. Not everyone gets everything right immediately, and I really dig that the game echoed that. You have Sam, who clearly does not interact with LGBTQ people on the daily and is not trying to cause offense, but is putting very little effort into it and is just kind of saying whatever he feels like and bad stuff is falling out of his mouth. And Tyler's just like, no, <laughs> and that earns you Sam's respect. It would have been very bad if he doesn't like you after you 
you stand up for yourself. So I'm really glad that they didn't make that oopsie. And then you have Tom, who is very cool and is using correct wording and it makes sense because working with Allison, I'm sure he's picked up on a lot. Maybe she's taught him some stuff before this point because she knew that she'd eventually bring Tyler around. Beyond that, there is a character in episode one of Tell Me Why who, when Tyler was a child, tried to convince his mother to send him to a conversion camp to try and stop him from being trans. You're able to get this woman to open up about the event if you make the right choices, and, and she does show some degree of remorse for her actions later. Uh, particularly in episode two, you can get her to basically realise that her religious beliefs made her do something bigoted and apologise for, for, for doing that. It, it's quite a beautiful scene. Tyler is never sent to the conversion camp, and we never have to experience what the camp is like. It's more there on the periphery of the plot. So, with all that being said, with everything that we've talked about, how do I personally feel, as a trans man, seeing Tyler being a vehicle for trans representation? Honestly, I feel like this is the best example that we have for, for trans characters being portrayed respectfully. Even though the game is not without its faults, I feel this is the best we've gotten so far. I think that this opinion can change based on how the final chapter goes, but as of right now, I'm happy. And I really didn't think I was going to be happy before playing any of this game. I made a video on my initial thoughts before I started streaming it and how I wasn't planning on playing it until the team impressed me with how much outside help they got. It was a breath of fresh air for a company to know that they had to take some necessary steps if they wanted to earn not just our dollar, but our trust. It's not perfect. This game is not perfect, but it's as close to perfect as a lot of media gets. I think that this is going to help pave the way for even better representation in the future. And the fact that Tyler is here, existing in this space, being a main character and getting to tell his story, it's going to make someone out there feel less alone. This game will do more good than bad, and that's good enough for me. It can always be better, but I'm happy it exists. Tyler is a really interesting character, and from the time the second episode starts, he's able to largely just exist on his own merits, without the plot having to fixate too much on his trans status as a plot device. Sure, he experiences a little transphobia here and there in episode one, and I know some people would prefer that that wasn't the case, but as a trans person it feels authentic to the kind of experiences I've had, rather than feeling needlessly sensationalist. From the awkward stumbling self-corrections when an old friend recognises who you are and has to self-adjust themselves on the fly, to people who initially refuse to see you as yourself and need a stern response, the incidents of transphobia Tyler experiences are manageable and realistically awkward. Most of the characters involved will later apologise to Tyler once they get to know him, and his presence back in town does seem to change some attitudes for the better. The way he talks about his own lived experience feels really authentic, from his discussions of how his body odour changed after starting testosterone, to his awkward uncomfortable phase when he first started HRT, his dialogue feels written and performed formed with a real understanding of what it's like to be a trans person. He's not just sharing these parts of himself needlessly with strangers, but when he opens up to his sister about not inviting her to his graduation because he was an acne-covered ball of rage at the time, it feels genuine and real. And do you know what else? He actually calls himself a trans man. Other characters will call him transgender, and that's weirdly kind of amazing. You'd be surprised how many games with positive examples of trans representation we've previously had in games who just sort of dance around that in hushed tones. 
trans. Lev in The Last of Us 2 is never directly called a trans man. Krem in Dragon Age is never directly called a trans man. Geneva in Horizon Zero Dawn is never called a trans man. It's so often left just ambiguous enough that people who don't like trans characters can deny it as representation. Even Destiny 2's Oryx, the Taken King, was assigned female at birth and later became male. So often games feature clearly trans characters but don't have the guts to call them trans. It's weirdly groundbreaking to have a playable character in a big budget game that actually self-identifies as trans and uses those words. Tyler is far from the first playable trans character in a video game, and certainly not the first playable trans character in a video game to be handled well. Trans people have been publishing indie games about their own lived experiences for years, and many of those are groundbreaking and important works of fiction. Still, it's undeniable that this is probably the first playable trans character in a big budget video game that is actually identified unashamedly as trans in the text of the media, and is handled this well. As an actor, I've been so fortunate to be able to play such cool queer characters. I've played trans men who are sharp and witty and sensitive, and they love and bleed like everyone else. Seeing Tyler out here just being in the mainstream, it really gives me a lot of hope for characters I'll get to lend my heart to in the future. Tyler is a likable character. He's not just likable for a trans character. And that's what makes him special. I have my problems with Tell Me Why. I really wish that they hadn't set up the game with its first few hours being all about a red herring trans trauma narrative. I get what they were doing, but if you didn't read the Q&A up front, that is a couple of hours in which this feels like it's really messing around with tropes that it probably shouldn't be messing around with. And I wish that the first transphobe that you encountered in this game wasn't drunk and wielding a gun. Like, that's not necessary baggage to put to get across that someone's a transphobe. It just puts slightly more terrifying weight on the situation if you're a trans player being reminded of past experiences. But if that's the biggest complaints I have about your trans character, this is a really big step forward. Like, neither of those are deal breakers for me when going through this game. They're both things that I would go, oh, I'd feel more comfortable if that wasn't the case, but I honestly think this game gets it pretty right. Tyler is a really interesting and well-written character who, the times when he does experience transphobia, they feel rooted in small-town awkwardness. They're very real. They're the kind of experiences you have when you go back home and you see people who haven't seen you in a decade and they don't quite know how to respond because they don't have a reference point for trans people. It's, it's all very believable and it never feels there for shock value, or at least it largely doesn't feel there for shock value. Tyler's dialogue about his lived experiences feels honest, it feels genuine, it feels like it's written from a place of lived experience. But then, outside of that, Tyler gets to have a personality outside of being trans. He is a well-fleshed-out character, but when his trans status does come up, it feels written from a place of... It, it's full of all those little details that you would only write if you'd gone through transition, if you were a trans person, and those little details are so meaningful when experiencing this story as a trans person. It's so lovely to get to see those little touches make it into the narrative. I know there's a lot of debate within the trans community as to what constitutes proper representation. I know for some people, when we can have a big budget game with a trans lead playable character who never experiences any transphobia, that's true representation. And 
I can totally understand that, that is a really valid perspective. I know for others, we will have reached proper representation when we can have a villain in a piece of media who is trans and it doesn't come across as queer baiting. It doesn't come across as you've made that villain trans because that makes them seem more evil. And that's a totally valid perspective as well. But I honestly think for where we're at right now, Tyler is the kind of trans representation we need more of in games. He experiences transphobia, yes, but it's largely grounded. It's largely a reflection of things that trans people do have to go through, and it's not lingered on. It happens within the first episode of Tell Me Why. The other two episodes, two thirds of this narrative, just don't bother with it. It's not perfect, there are things I would change, but for where we're at right now, I am so happy that Tyler as a character exists, and I would love to see more trans characters given this level of prominence and treated in this kind of manner. I think that would really help us move forward. I don't want to repeat things that I've said in my own very short video that I did on this game, but I will say this game is really important. Even though there are things that they could have done better, I'm really enjoying it so far. It would be very cool to play as a trans male character where everyone treats him just like any other guy and there's no trans related struggles, but I feel like if they had done that with this game, it would have felt very disingenuous, you know, because there are struggles that I go through solely because I am trans and to portray it in any other light, especially in 2015 when the game takes place. I feel like it would have been lying I, to pretend that they don't exist. I think that'd be burying what an accomplishment it is to be out and, and living the life that I am. It's so simple and small that you, you probably would pass over it if you weren't looking for it. But something that hit me really hard was seeing Tyler's calendar at Fireweed. He's got his tee shots marked on there for Tuesdays, which is also my tea day. And that just kind of directly reached out of the game and touched my heart in a way I wasn't expecting. A video game has truly never made me feel so seen. I applaud Don't Nod for taking the time to make sure they did the best they could without hiring me, which is a mistake, of course, but it's okay. You did the best you could doing it your way, but you know, I want it that way. <sighs> we almost made it through the whole video. I'm sorry, we were so close, I'm sorry.